Wellness Conversations is a talk show for growing better in body, mind, heart and soul. Each week we hear a story and experiences that have shaped an individual's life in a way that empowers and heals them. With the aim that in hearing their story, it helps empower and heal us too. So come and join the conversation. My name is Michelle Scott. I'm the founder of our wellness community and uh, you have just joined our wellness conversations. So each and every week we, uh, you know, bring into the space uh, a a gifted uh, leading expert in her field to talk about a wellness holistic topic. And and each and every week what we hope to uh, get out of that is uh, you know some uh, some easy tools, easy steps to uh, really being better, being better in our mental mental health, our emotional health, and just in general to do uh, better in life. And this week, I am bringing into the space the beautiful Kiara Jade, and Kiara is a relationship consultant and has been on our show before. So welcome back, Kiara Jade. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be talking about such a pivotal topic, especially coming out of COVID and how are our relationships faring at the moment? I think we need a definite reevaluation. So now's the time. Yes. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful words. I love how you've said that because uh, goodness me, what do you think? I mean, if you've managed to make it through uh, COVID 2020 and uh, still be in a romantic relationship, you're doing well. Definitely. It's been a trying time for everyone, I think, and really put relationships to the test. Yeah, it really has. And you and I were looking up, uh, you know, some statistics before we uh, came onto onto the show, you know, and uh, the latest sort of uh, uh, stats that we've brought up is that, um, you know, one in three marriages, one in three marriages end in divorce, although uh, statistically they say they are lasting longer than two decades ago so in 1993 apparently the average length of marriages that ended in divorce was 10.7 years and today they are lasting around 12 years on average so that's really interesting I wonder what's different uh you know but this uh, I'm guessing that this might have been before COVID to be honest uh you know as you said who knows uh you know who knows what the statistics will be after COVID but you know Kiara Jade you are passionate about love you are a relationship consultant why are you so passionate about love I mean you know besides the obvious of course I am so passionate about love because I personally and I'm sure a million people listening to this have been through relationships they've wanted that amazing love that we see on TV that we see some of our family members having and we go how do we get that and then we go out into the wide world of dating and relationships and we find that we're just not hitting the mark we're not finding those those people who really look after us and really care about us in the way we're looking for and it's like what's going on here why isn't it as attainable as what I originally imagined it would be And so I guess my mission and purpose um, now that I've done it for myself is to teach other women and also men um, how to find the relationships they truly deserve, a relationship where it's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be both sides of the party looking after each other, not just one side at all the time. Um, Mm. I want people to achieve that amazing relationship because I know it's out there and I know you can get to it. It's just finding those steps to getting there. Yeah, and there definitely are some. Uh, there definitely are some steps that you can take to uh, to get there. You're going to uh, share some of that with us today. Although I would ask, you know, before we before we go into that, that um, 
do you think it's even possible though you know love is a journey like every other like every other avenue in life that uh, you know we we explore you know career career you know purpose all of uh, all of the different uh, areas socially can we actually you know can we actually find the big love of our lives that that fills us fills our every need you know, straight off? Or do you think there needs to really be some, uh, you know, we have to kind of go through a little bit of playing ground with love before um, then? Yes and no. That's a great question. I think some people do find those great relationships straight up, but I'm not going to say that they're perfect relationships when they first walk in. I think some people walk into an, a, a great relationship, but they work at it. They really grow with the person that they're with and that what that's what makes it continue long-term. And then I think there's other people, myself included, who walk into average relationships to begin with. And it's a bit of a growth journey around, okay, this didn't go well. Why didn't it go well? Let's work through whatever presented or came up out of this relationship so that we can like clear that and become the best version of ourselves. So when we go out there again into the dating game and put ourselves out there, we're finding someone who doesn't have the same problems that I'm already kind of dealt with in the past. So I think, yeah. People can find good relationships straight away, but I think it's always a growth journey whether you're in a great relationship, um, but especially if you're in a not great relationship. Mm. Yeah, I tend to think that I've got uh, a few more years on you. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think that uh, I I do think, uh, I do know, I think I know maybe one or two people from school. There's actually a fantastic, uh, there's actually a fantastic couple who who did meet as teenagers at school. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, despite the uh, statistics that uh, we've opened with, uh, they are still together. But, uh, you know, there are so many, many more that uh, it may have been great at the start. It may not have been great. I know relationships that haven't been great that, as you say, Kiara, they have grown together, they have worked at it together, they've had some kind of commitment mm. and uh, that's kind of carried them through or some, something in common yeah. has carried them through. But, uh, you know, and then there are those that start out uh, with the perfect relationship that may have spanned, as I said, because I've got a few more years on you, I know relationships that have spanned uh, 10, 15, 20 uh, one almost 30 years and, uh, you know, um, alas, came to an end. So it's really interesting, mm. isn't it? Definitely. You know? And Definitely. I think you, you can be in a great relationship, but with the wrong circumstances, like COVID, for example, like if horrible things happen, the, even the greatest relationship can become toxic and can become not a great relationship. Yeah, and- absolutely. And bad things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen in every relationship, you know, because it's exactly. Not- yeah, exactly. How well you but deal with the challenging you- times yeah. as well as the good times. Sorry, sure. It's how well you deal with the challenges as yes. well as the good times. Yeah, exactly. And I think they this is what uh, what you have what you have learned this is this is sort of part of the program that you have uh, developed that you've actually put some steps around that. Yeah, definitely. So. I want to talk to you a bit about boundaries today because I feel like communication is everything in relationships. If we can be communicating with our partner um, and trying to work through whatever comes up, we're already a step ahead of people who don't do that. Um, And I think boundaries are such a huge form of communication and being able to set those boundaries in a relationship means that we're not going to be walked all over by the other party. We're not going to be putting ourselves last all the time. Um, we're not going to feel guilty and selfish within ourselves when we're actually putting our own needs and wants on the table. 
Um, some people find it so hard to actually say, this is what I want out of this relationship right now. I'm struggling with the fact that maybe you're not showing me as much affection as you used to. And by being able to speak up and put that stuff on the table, you allow it to be aired and you allow it to be cleared. Mm. You give it that chance. Um, and I find a lot of people really struggle with this because they've just been taught that oh, we don't really talk up about our own feelings or our own emotions in relationships. We kind of have just grown into a pattern of maybe our family line where we were just kind of the ones who quietened down when conflict happened and just kind of made sure everyone else was okay. Yes, yes. And is that uh, because we don't get taught, Kiara, we don't get taught, uh, you know, how to how to communicate in general, let alone how to uh, be in uh, romance so is that something that uh, did you go to uh, you know did you do a course to learn how to do that or did you learn that through experience um I think I learned that through experience so I've always been someone who when something bad happens I ask why like why is this happening why is it happening to me and I guess from personal experience I would always attract people who just weren't right to me into my life. I wanted that love relationship and I just kept finding people who disrespected me or were not kind to me, were not nice people. And I was like, this is not what I want. So why is there such a big shift between what I'm looking for and what I'm actually attracting into my life? And I guess that was the the starting point for me. And then I went on my own personal journey of being able to stand up for myself and learning how to say things like, no, I'm not okay with that. When I'd been taught in the past that that's not something we really do in this family. Um, And learning how to put myself first and be like, these are my rules. These are my boundaries. And if you don't fit in with those, maybe that's, maybe I need to reassess this relationship or we need to have a conversation around that. And I think that's a very uncomfortable thing for a lot of people um, to do because there's that once you've gotten into a relationship often you you're so in love you're madly in love with this person and you don't want to put things on the table that might start an argument you you want to just make sure everything's peachy keen and I think that's everyone's first inclination but it's not always the best way to be able to continue that relationship long term mm-hmm. because our communication is mm-hmm. getting lost in the process yeah yeah okay we're going to uh, on that note we're going to uh, be right back to talk about more this is wellness conversations my name is michelle scott i'm the founder of our wellness community and uh in this uh, wellness conversations we are talking to kiara jade our gorgeous relationship consultant and to uh, join her community and find out more about uh, kiara jade you can come to uh, my page on facebook at michelle scott on air and we will have links to uh, Kiara's community. So Kiara was just talking, uh, we're talking about communication and uh, I couldn't agree with you more that uh, honestly, it's all about how we communicate, what we communicate, when, when we communicate. Because sometimes when I try to communicate with my partner and he's in the middle of his favourite TV show, Kiara, or he's, <laughs> you know, drooling away on something and I want to talk now, it's probably not the best time to talk. Do you, mm. do you think that, that there is sort of, you know, timing and, Uh, You know, you sort of have to, uh, we come together, we come together because we are attracted to people. We like, you know, we like what we see. But once you get involved in a relationship with someone, there's so much more to contend with, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I think when we start off, we're in that honeymoon phase and things are going fantastically. And then we start to see the baggage or we start to see the difficult things start to pop up. And it's almost like a little challenge or a little test for that relationship. And I couldn't agree with you more. Sometimes it is the wrong time. And I think 
that can often lead to arguments and fights when you're like, oh, I really need to talk to you and your partner's just checked out because they're watching TV <laughs> or but it's not there. Yes. And then you're like, why you're not listening to me? And it just, it, it's a bit of a trigger me. point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've definitely been uh, guilty of that in the past. So we want to set ourselves up for success. We yes. want to make sure that we're going, okay, when's, is now a good time for you? No? Okay. All right. How about in an hour's time? Can we set aside some time? Just want to have a conversation about something. Um, and being able to just put it out on the table like that. So it's not as scary as, as just kind of jumping on them and then getting quite triggered and being this whole yes. thing. And there's your partner going, I don't even know where this came from. What just happened? And um, things tend to escalate a bit quicker that way. That's so true. And then, uh, you know, and as you say, um, yeah, we, 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 it can certainly be about, uh, you know, uh, when we choose to bring these things up. But what if we do get triggered? So firstly, actually, with that, uh, we're jumping ahead, I guess. Let's let's go back to boundaries. And, and I, and I want to ask you this question, Kiara, that did you get better when you uh, say that you were in, uh, you know, that little bit of a cycle of attracting uh, the wrong type of uh, of guy for you? Mm. Um, did, the, did the guys that you attract, did they start to, did that start to improve when you're, self-esteem and when your boundaries improved yeah most definitely so excellent in the beginning um I'd attract some a guy to me and he, like I was like oh maybe he's cheated on his ex or something like that oh it's not the greatest thing I'm not super keen on it but you know I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt I was that girl I was always looking for the best in people and that's yes. not a bad thing that's probably a good trait of mine but in some situations it led me down the wrong path. And I think in dating, it was one of those times. Yeah. So I'd be like, you know what? It's fine. I have flaws too. So I'll just look over it. And then we would continue that relationship. And then he'd do something like stop text, like stop talking to me completely out of the blue and not give me any um, answer as to why that was. And I'd end up hurt. And then it kind of stopped, yes. made me stop and think, Hey, Maybe if I'd said no in the beginning, even though I, and I knew I felt uncomfortable about whatever that was that originally came up, um, yes. I wouldn't have had to go through all of that. I wouldn't have had to spend the next two, three months not knowing if he liked me or he didn't like me or he's with other women, you know. Um, and then once I kind of decided, no, nope, I'm putting my line in the sand. Yes. If there's something that um, I'm not really comfortable with, I'm going to say, hey, I'm not super comfortable with that. And just bring it up, like, you know, yes. and see how they respond. Because I think how they, how people respond to a boundary tells you so much about who they are as a person. Yeah. So people will either respect a boundary when you put it on the table or they will check yes. out or get defensive about it. Yeah. So by saying things like to him, like, oh, I don't really date people who maybe have cheated on people in the past, or I don't really feel comfortable with you turning up to my house when I've only just met you. Um, I've seen people's true colors of how they respond to that. So some people would be like, oh, no, I'm just trying to be chivalrous. You know, I'm just trying to be nice. I'm going to let me turn up to your house. And I'd be like, whoa, I don't like the fact that you've just kind of shut that down without even like being curious yes. about it. Yeah. Whereas other people would be like, oh, my gosh, I never realized that that was a thing. Um, like, like, sorry, whatever you feel most comfortable with. And they would respect that. And I guess that was my real turning point around, okay, these are the kind of people I want to be in with. These are probably more my tribe, the people who respect my boundary. And then these other people who are pushing it and are getting defensive when I'm not insulting them, I'm just saying this is what makes me feel most comfortable. Yes. Um, 
but they're getting triggered. So, uh, you know, quite rightly, you're sort of wondering why you're getting so triggered if, uh, you know, and then uh, making a, a call from there. Because you just reminded me, actually, Kiara, that um, a, a famous Dr. Phil saying is uh, past behaviour is a really good indicator of future behaviour. Definitely. So if, if this kind of stuff, if your boundaries aren't being respected from the get-go, that means that six months down the track, they're probably still going to continue not being respected. Exactly. And you're probably going to end up being walked over in that relationship. And that's not what we want. We want to make sure that we're kind of avoiding the ones who are wrong for us early on so that we find the right ones yes. for us quicker. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love it. So the more that, uh, you know, the better you got at defining healthy boundaries for yourself, that uh, that in turn helped you to make, uh, you know, different choices, better, better choices around the uh, types of people you uh, that got to got to the first date with you <laughs> yeah it helped me define what I was looking for and what I what my standards were in relationships really yeah, and I didn't even know what boundaries were in the beginning so it was a whole journey from understanding that concept being able to know and build my own boundaries and then being able to put them in place and in practice when I was going out into the dating scene yeah, absolutely. And I also love how you say there that, uh, you know, better boundaries also uh, helped you to find uh, your tribe. Yes. Yeah. Because the people who resonate with my boundaries are usually the people I get along best with. Yeah. Um, and I respect theirs in return. And yeah, you just vibe a lot better and you feel more safe and comfortable with those kind of people, mm. especially in a relationship. We want to build as much safety as we can, because that's where you can be vulnerable and you can talk through these things without being attacked for it and, and feel uncomfortable. And that's what's going to build your intimacy. Oh, I like that. So, uh, yeah, that's terrific. I haven't heard it put like that before, but you are absolutely spot on there that, uh, you know, in that uh, romantic relationship, it's such it's such a, a close, intimate relationship that if you don't feel safe there, it can really trigger you in all sorts of ways all of the time. Do you think, Kiara, that we also play out in our romantic relationships? Do we play out uh, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, of how we may or may not have got along with, uh, you know, mother or father or primary caregiver? I think that definitely has a huge part to play, whether we realise it or not. Um, often what we've witnessed growing up is what we kind of assume in our minds as normal. And therefore we end up either attracting a similar dynamic or we end up kind of assuming a role that we assumed in that family dynamic yeah. that um, helped us feel safe and mitigated conflict. So I know for some people, they maybe had a really outspoken father and a, and a kind of really quiet, reserved mother. And then they've kind of grown into that quiet, reserved woman when they've gone out and they've met and ended up dating that really loud, outspoken um, yes. person when they've started dating, which isn't, it isn't a bad thing, but that's where our boundaries are so important because if you're that quiet person by nature, you're going to struggle probably more putting your boundaries into practice. And that outspoken person, even if they have good intentions, might accidentally walk all over you because they don't know what the boundary actually is. Well, that's going to tie in beautifully to the next question that I have for you that we're going to go a little bit deeper into uh, into those boundaries and uh, mine versus uh, versus yours, you know, in mm. a relationship there, it, it takes two to tango. So we're going to come right back and talk a little bit more about that. 
Definitely. My name is Michelle Scott. I'm the founder of our wellness community. And, uh, you know, our wellness conversations talk show is all about offering you alternatives. You know, there are so many different pathways now to, uh, you know, feeling better, doing better, being better in body, mind, heart and soul. And uh, a lot of these uh, pathways and, and all of the gorgeous women that are creating these new pathways, uh, you can find them in our wellness community. And what we do is we bring them uh, into this uh, wellness conversations talk show so that they can share, you know, their particular, their particular unique uh, viewpoint or modality or methodology to uh, doing better in a specific area of life or, you know, on a specific level within yourself. And this afternoon, we're talking to, to Kiara Jade, relationship consultant. And we just, uh, we just finished up, uh, didn't we, Kiara, talking about boundaries. And, uh, you know, we started off with talking about putting some boundaries, some love boundaries around ourselves when we are going into the dating scene, looking to find, you know, the one. But, you know, if uh, they have any nous about them, then they then they too are going to have some boundaries. So what if, Kiara, we come together with, uh, you know, the one, seemingly perfect, and uh, but I've got boundaries and they've got boundaries, especially, especially, you know, these days where we are, you know, uh, into, it's a global, it's a global society. So in terms mm. of culture and, uh, you know, religious, um, religious beliefs and, uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter where you come from and uh, what you believe in, we are all sort of coming together in love in all sorts of different ways. So what if you clash? What if your boundaries clash? Yeah, great question. Um, I think I'd start this by saying anything I've, from everything I've learned about healthy relationships, you want that equal partnership. You want it to be two-sided, not just one-sided. So yes. both people having their own boundaries is a fantastic starting point. That's good because often you'll find the dynamic is usually that one person has very strong boundaries and the other person doesn't have any boundaries at all. So yeah. I would encourage people to both work out their boundaries and both have those conversations in any partnership because that's what's going to make you stronger. So I think a really good example of this, so I come from this big Italian family and my current partner comes from a bit smaller of a family and so I'm used to having these big functions with all of my family yelling and screaming yeah. <laughs> do, um, while we're eating and having a great time um, and he just doesn't come from that world. So we would be invited to these family events, which are quite important to me. It's part of my culture and yes, my family and yes. my values um, and he, although he enjoyed being around my family, there would come a certain point at the party where he would want to leave and I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard a quote about this recently. I was like, marry the person who wants to leave the party at the same time as you, because usually <laughs> this will be an argument at some point in the relationship. <laughs> I'm always the one that wants to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it can play into our extrovert, introvert vibes as well, I think. Yes. Um, but it's so important to just be aware of, I think, and, and instead of just having to deal with in the moment, often in the moment you kind of just get a bit upset, but you feel like you can't be upset because you're at a party, you know, um, and you can't have that conversation. So with my partner, I was like, okay, why do you want to leave? Because there was a little part in my mind, probably from previous conditioning that was telling me he wants to leave because he doesn't care. He doesn't care about them and he doesn't care about me. Yes. And that was the part of me that hurt and upset part that was probably going to launch into a fight or an argument. Um, but I, instead of asking, instead of saying that you don't care, I said, why? 
let, let's let's open the dialogue and let's have a conversation around this. So his boundary was he wanted to leave the party after, I don't know, say three or four hours. Yes. Um, and he said, he was at first he said he didn't know why. And then upon some reflection, he realised that growing up, he'd been dragged to these parties he didn't want to attend and forced to stay there the whole night because he was a kid and he couldn't leave, you know. Aww. Yeah. And I heard that and I was like, that's really crap. Like, I'm. that's not ideal, you know. I'm sorry about that. Um, and I can see why maybe that's come into your adult life now. So it has nothing. He's like, I love your family. It has nothing to do with caring about any of you. I, I care about all of you. Oh. And I'm like, okay, great. So we've ticked that box. I love um, it. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just that his introvert meter runs out at a certain point and mine is a little bit longer. And I think we had to negotiate that a little bit for the next party. So... Yes. I said, look, I can appreciate where you're coming from. I'm happy you come, you're, you've come to the party at all. Um, if you need to leave a bit earlier and I want to stay, I don't want to have to compromise on my boundary, mm. but I don't want to compromise on yours either. So how can we find a middle point here? Mm. And, that, and what we decided was that if he ever wanted to, we would drive in two separate cars. We would attend the party together, but we'd go separately because and then that way he could leave whenever he wanted to, Aww. felt comfortable to do so. Yeah. And I was okay with that. That was fine. And then I could stay as long as I wanted. And so I could keep enjoying myself if I was still in a place where I wanted to do that. Mm. And that helped so much. It just eased the burden and the tension. It was just like, oh, okay, we're on the same page now. Um, yeah. You yeah. do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. And we both mutually respect that. Mm. And I think oftentimes we try to force our partners to, no, just stay a bit longer. You know, they haven't cut the cake yet. We need to stay yeah. for that. Social norms says we need to stay for that. We need to be polite. And I think this is where the conflict often happens because one person's being forced to stay and they don't yeah, want to yeah. stay. And then they feel resentful because they feel like they're, they're trapped and they're stuck and they can't do what they want to do. And that's when it becomes a full-blown argument when that resentment kind of hits yeah, yeah. Now there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot that you've said in there that uh, that I really, really like. Uh, you know that uh, immediately when these things occur, how we go into uh, our own, you know, personal story and start mm. making up all sorts of things that may not uh, may not be true, but uh, but will help us to launch into an argument if we if yeah. we don't actually uh, you know stop to clarify and stop to check and stop to communicate so communication is really key and you know uh, as I said because I'm because I'm on the other side of it all I mean I've seen I've seen lots and lots of uh, relationships start out uh, being perfectly perfectly you know matched and aligned but uh, you know no two people on the planet are the same everybody's going to have uh, different needs and wants at at times and if we don't know how to communicate in a relationship, then, uh, you know, sometimes we can throw out, uh, what's that saying? Throw out the baby with the bathwater. I mean, just because yeah. you have different, uh, yeah, you know, socially you're more, you're more the extrovert. You don't want to, you don't want to give up a whole relationship just because you want to stay out a couple of hours longer than, uh, than yeah. you so it is really about both having boundaries, but also having, having some boundaries that are negotiable. We don't have to have boundaries that are set in stone. I mean, some things are not negotiable, uh, like cheating, mm. uh, you mm. know, when murder. <laughs> Those things are not, uh, I'm not being flippant by, um, it sounds as if I'm being flippant and having that little giggle, but I don't mean it that way. I mean, there are some things in the relationship that are just not negotiable, mm. but there are also some other boundaries that can be negotiable, don't you think? 
I think we should always strive in everything we do with communication and relationships, always strive for that middle point compromise. Yes. It's there. It's somewhere there. It might be hard to find sometimes, but definitely look for it and try to dig for it in those, in those hard conversations that we're having with our partners because if you can find that middle ground, you're both happy and that's the best place to be. Exactly. Well, that middle ground's called cooperation and compromise, isn't it? Definitely, mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we're going to be uh, come right back and, uh, and talk a little bit more about uh, relationships and boundaries and how to, uh, how to find the one, really, by uh, just making some, some simple uh, shifts and taking some easy steps to uh, creating better boundaries in life. This, uh, this session has been all about romance, all about love and uh, really how to put some boundaries around uh, how, we, how we be, how we go in our romantic relationships so that uh, not only do we attract, attract the uh, you know, type of person that we want to build a long-term intimate relationship with, but uh, but that it's also sustainable and that, uh, you know, we grow, they grow, and we grow together in the relationship. And Kiara's been helping us uh, with, with that. Uh, Kiara Jade, our relationship uh, consultant. Now, Kiara, tell us about, uh, you know, if um, for all of our audience that really, uh, you know, are tuning in, resonating, and really want to uh, get serious about this, you've got a talk coming up. Yeah, yep. So I run a annual annual biannual um, workshop on uh, boundaries creating strong boundaries um, so essentially this workshop is set up for the how-to because I know personally I really prefer going to a talk where I get something I can put into action afterwards after that talk Definitely. so in this workshop we're going to not only talk about like why boundaries are important and what are they but also get you to sit down and write out what your boundaries are I've got a little method of how to do that and then we're going to practice those and in a safe space and also learn how to know when our boundaries are being crossed. What is it in our body or in our emotions that we feel when our boundaries are being crossed so that we know, okay, it's time to set that strong boundary now. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a real practical way to put this into action and actually take this forward with you from this conversation um, to an actual relationship. I love it. And you were, uh, you were saying earlier that, uh, you know, uh, boundaries can uh, can help us to uh, to attract. Uh, so you sort of uh, you know just give us a little bit of insight into the types of women that you work with, the types of women that you help, and how you help them. So I usually work with women who um, struggle to set a boundary and often find that they're kind of I don't know cleaning the entire house top to bottom and no one's helping them in the family because that's just what they've always done and it's almost become an expectation of them to be that carer and that helper and to do a lot of the things when really um, they just want to say hey can you just help me pack the dishwasher today but even that is a bit of a struggle sometimes because there's fear around how people are going to react to that how people are going to respond to that so um, what I do is I unpack with them where that comes from, what past childhood conditioning might be playing into that and kind of clear that with them so that they can build that really strong foundation to set those boundaries confidently and in such a way that they know that they're going to be okay, regardless of outcome, whether the person says, no, I'm not packing that dishwasher or yeah, sure. I'll pack that dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so that's what I do in my work with people one-on-one and then I do my group workshops where we kind of have a discussion with everyone and if you feel like you want to add to it or you don't want to add that's also fine Um, and you can like meet like-minded people who are kind of dealing with the same things as you yeah yeah absolutely and I like how you said that you know because Kiara what do you think about uh what do you think about this um I'm not sure what you call it but anyway this sentence that uh, you know we teach people how to treat us don't we yes but our boundaries kind of is a way of others knowing what's okay and what's not okay in our book so if we don't have any boundaries sometimes people don't even realize that they're expecting you to clean the entire house top to bottom and being uh, like unreasonable yes exactly the way they've always been so they just don't they're not even aware of it so without being able to set a boundary or by being able to set a boundary we give the person the chance to step up and respond and to help us out absolutely bingo Uh, not only do we change ourselves as we change our boundaries but we actually help to change the people around us as well and uh, you know that is their opportunity to grow with us as uh, as we grow so yeah we teach our partners and our children how to have their boundaries as well Exactly. I love it. So audience, uh, Casey Radio 97.7 FM, to learn more about Kiara Jade and to, uh, uh, you know, join Kiara's community and, uh, and absolutely uh, sign up for, uh, for her next workshop. What date is it, Kiara? December 14th, so it's a Monday, Monday night at 7 p.m. Wonderful. So we're going to have the uh, links to uh, Kiara Jade's community as well as the uh, link to uh, sign up and sign on. And you also have a beautiful blog. I mean, you blog quite consistently about love and all the different variables in love and really how to get better in love, Kiara. Yes, I do. I've just sent one through recently to um, Spiritual Events Directory. So where can we find it? Where can we find your blog? you can find it on my Facebook page. If you go to my Facebook page, the links are usually there. Right, excellent. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to steal some of that and put it uh, put it uh, 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 on our page as well at Michelle Scott on air, so that uh, we can uh, all benefit from uh, the knowledge that Kiara has accumulated in her journey with love. Thank you for joining us, Kiara. No problems at all. Thank you. It was wonderful. And to uh, Casey Radio ninety seven point seven FM, we'll see you again next uh, week Tuesday. Uh, every Tuesday, 3 to 4 p.m. for Wellness Conversations.